Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 8th of October. With over 78,000 new cases of COVID-19, the total caseload in the country has risen to above 68.3 lakhs or 6.83 million. More than 970 people have died due to COVID-19 in the last 24 hours, pushing the country's overall death toll to beyond 1,5,000. With the recent rise in cases in mind, the centre is set to launch a nationwide campaign to ensure that people continue to adhere to COVID-19 norms during the forthcoming festive season. The Jan Andolan for COVID-19 Appropriate Behaviour will be launched by the Prime Minister Narendra Modi through a tweet. Meetings regarding the campaign were conducted over the last one week and involved the Home Ministry, the Cabinet Secretary and the State Chief Secretaries. The government has reached out to social media influencers such as celebrities, sportspersons and doctors to spread the word. Kerala and Karnataka have reported more than 10,000 new cases of COVID-19 infections on Wednesday, both touching new records in the process. However, the national count remains well below 80,000. Karnataka has reported more than 10,000 cases on three earlier occasions as well, but Kerala, which is in the middle of a major surge for the last three weeks, went past that number for the first time. Till the beginning of September, the maximum number of cases that Kerala had reported in a single day was just about 2,500. But there has been a major rise after that, and in the last three weeks, the average number of new cases every day has been nearing 7,000. West Bengal too recorded the highest single-day spike of over 3,400 new infections on Wednesday. Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee said that trucks and lorries coming from other states might be the carriers of COVID-19 and added that it was important to conduct forensic tests on the tyres of trucks to check if they are infected or not. She also said that truck drivers should carry their own food as the virus spreads when they stop at dhabas and eateries. Sandeep, the main accused in the alleged gang rape and torture of the 19-year-old Dalit girl in Uttar Pradesh's Hathras, has written to the UP police, claiming that he and the other three accused are being framed in the case. In his letter, where he sought justice for the four accused upper-caste Thakur men, including himself, he also accused the woman's mother and brother of torturing her. The letter comes at a time when the UP police has claimed that there is evidence that the victim's family knew one of the accused. Sandeep Thakur, who is in jail along with three others, claimed in his letter that he and the girl were friends. In the handwritten letter in Hindi, he wrote, and I quote, Apart from meeting, we used to speak on the phone once in a while, unquote. The letter has the thumb impressions of all the four accused men. The UP police has claimed that the call records reveal that the woman's brother was in touch with the main accused. Police have claimed that some 104 calls were made between the brother and Sandeep Thakur from October last year to March this year. Sandeep Thakur, in his letter, alleged that her family did not like their friendship. He claimed, and I quote again, On the day of the incident, I had gone to meet her in the fields where her mother and brother were also present. I returned home after being asked by her to do so. I then started feeding cattle. I later got to know from the villagers that her mother and brothers beat her up over our friendship, injuring her badly. I have never beaten her or done anything wrong with her. Her mother and brothers falsely accused me and three others and sent us to jail. We're all innocent. Request you to please investigate and get us justice. Unquote. A senior officer at Aligarh Jail confirmed that the letter was sent to the Hatras Superintendent of Police yesterday evening. The girl's father has denied the allegations made by the accused. Talking to NDTV, he said, and I quote, I have lost my daughter. Now they are trying to malign us. We are not afraid. 
The allegations are totally false. We do not want any compensation or any money. We want justice. Unquote. As is evident, there is an immense amount of pressure building on the victim's family to prove that their daughter's allegation was true. The family has been repeatedly asked to explain why she did not mention rape in her complaint before the 22nd of September. However, in two videos recorded by local journalists, which was filmed on the day of the incident, the victim mentions Zabardasti with her by the accused. It is essential to keep in mind that the place of the incident is a rural area where there is shame associated with the word rape or balatkar. Zabardasti, meaning coercion, often replaces it when it comes to such cases. News Laundry reporter Nidhi threw a very detailed analysis of medical records, accounts of the victim's relatives and the Uttar Pradesh police's own handling of the investigation has shown that UP police's claim of no rape does not hold. In case you missed it, please do find time to read it. It is titled, Hatra's girl wasn't raped, UP police say. Wasn't she? At a time when the girl's family has already expressed fear of living in the upper-caste Thakur-dominated village with so much pressure on them already, the UP police's claim that there was no rape has encouraged Thakur groups to threaten Dalits with their claim of a supposed honour killing. The Indian Express has reported today that the Ministry of Defence has removed from its website all monthly reports since 2017. These includes those related to the period of the Doklam crisis in 2017, which had not mentioned the standoff between India and Chinese troops. This comes after the ministry took down a monthly report which spoke of unilateral aggression by China in Ladakh. The report had said, and I quote, Chinese aggression has been increasing along the line of actual control and more particularly in Galwan Valley since 5th of May 2020, unquote. It also mentioned how the Chinese side had transgressed into areas of Kugrang Nala, Gogra and the northern bank of Pangongso Lake on 17th and 18th May 2020. The report had also highlighted the June 15th clashes in the Galwan Valley and stated that senior military commanders were in talks. It cautioned that while engagement and dialogue at military and diplomatic levels is continuing to arrive at mutually acceptable consensus, the present standoff is likely to be prolonged. The ministry did not reply to questions asked by the Indian Express on the sudden decision to take down the reports. However, unidentified officials said that the reports will be back soon, likely within October. They also said that the procedure to share the files publicly was being cleaned up in order to make the reports more comprehensive rather than being an updates list from the departments within the Defence Ministry. The News Broadcasting Standards Authority or NBSA has directed TV news channels like Ajtak, Z News, India TV and News24 to air apologies in the context of specific programmes broadcast by the channels on the death of the actor Sushant Singh Rajput. NBSA also issued a warning to News Nation and ABP News and fined Ajtak with 1 lakh rupees. In an order dated October 6, these channels were also directed to take down their respective programs from their websites, YouTube channels and others. The NBSA's order was signed by its chairperson, retired Justice A.K. Sikri. The decision was taken after NBSA scrutinised multiple complaints against programs on these channels. The complainants and the representatives from the news channels had a virtual meeting with the NBSA on September 24th. We all witnessed some of the horrible media coverage on Rajput's death and the subsequent investigation. From the vile slander over the case's drug angle, to the media's trial of Rhea Chakrabarti, to passing off a muddle of contradictions as news, we were subjected to it all on some television news channels. 
In this case, the complaints received by the NBSA pointed out specific programs in the first few weeks that followed Rajput's death in the early days of the coverage. Archduck, for example, was fined and directed to apologize based on a complaint filed by Nilesh Navlakha on how the channel had purportedly manufactured tweets and attributed them to the actor. Archduck had first responded saying that the tweets were real and then quietly deleted the program from its platform. Z News, Archduck and News24 were also cited in complaints about taglines and tickers used during their coverage of Rajput's death. Archduck, for instance, used the headline Aise kaise hit wicket ho gaye Sushant and Z News used Patnaka Sushant Mumbai mein fail kyun? News24 chose Hey, why didn't you watch your own film Sushant? This was a reference to his own movie Chichore that dealt with the issue of mental health. A complaint was also filed with the NBSA about ABP News rushing to interview Rajput's cousin. The NBSA said that the cousin had voluntarily given the interview to the channel and let off ABP News with a warning. India TV was directed to apologize for repeatedly broadcasting pictures of Rajput's body and describing the corpse in gruesome detail. Archduck was directed to air an apology yet again for the same offense and also for describing at length the method of Rajput's death. News Nation showed Rajput's body too, but the NBSA let it off with a warning since the channel had expressed, and I quote, profuse regret. If you're wondering why the leader of the pack when it comes to toxic TV news, Republic TV, is missing from here, well, Republic TV is not a part of the News Broadcasters Association and therefore it is not under the purview of the NBSA. The channel is a part of the News Broadcasters Federation which was formed in 2019. The president of the federation is none other than Mr. Arnab Goswami himself. Talking of Arnab Goswami and his channel, the Mumbai police has announced that three TV channels, including Republic TV, are under investigation for manipulating TRP or television rating points. According to the police, two people have been arrested. One of them is a former employee of an agency that installed people meters to assess ratings. Employees of Republic TV, which claims to have the highest TRPs, will be summoned today or tomorrow. The police have said that the investigation is part of a larger analysis of the manipulation of news trends and how a false narrative was being spread. The police said that the information has been shared with the central government. Mumbai Police Chief Paramveer Singh said that the bank accounts of the channels would be investigated besides the funds they receive from advertisers and whether they are from the proceeds of crimes. More channels could also come under the scanner. Singh said, and I quote, anyone involved in the channel, no matter how top management, how senior will be questioned, and if involved, they would be investigated. If any crime was revealed, the accounts would be seized and more action would be taken, unquote. The police chief said that household data was used by the channels for rating manipulation and they received illegal advertising funds. He said that this would be considered proceeds of cheating. Singh announced that TRP ratings were being bought. The manipulation was mainly for advertising revenues and as a part of it, households were told to keep a certain channel switched on all the time. Even illiterate homes were asked to keep English channels on. These households were offered monthly payments of 4,500 rupees in return. While this is indeed a deeply shameful moment for Indian TV news and we do not want to say we told you so, Dear listeners, I do want to draw your attention to the fact that News Laundry has been consistently highlighting this flawed TRP model of news over the years. Back in 2018, my former colleague Charya Garwal had written an in-depth report titled How TV Ratings Are Fixed. 
I urge you to read it once you're done listening to this podcast. And if you're still curious to know more and understand this issue better, please browse through the media section of our website and you will find a ton of content on the same. The basic thing to understand here about the problem of TV news in India is this. The higher the TRPs a channel has, the more advertisements it gets. And as most of you know, ads are the biggest source of revenue for these channels. In their battle for eyeballs, a section of TV news has completely abandoned the basic ethics of journalism. I mean, it's come to a point where hate and bigotry run so deep that some of the biggest advertisers of the country, including the likes of Amul and Maruti Suzuki, have grown a conscience and have publicly come together to say that they might cut down their ad budgets if TV news channels refuse to act responsibly. I feel proud to be part of an organization that saw this coming a long time ago and took a stand. This is exactly why News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. And this is why we are able to bring you ground reports about stories that actually matter. The latest one being our reportage from Hatras. So my lovely listeners, show us your appreciation by hitting that subscribe button on the top right corner of newslaundry.com. It is the only way we can survive in this world dominated by legacy media. And now for some international updates. COVID-19 has infected over 36.2 million people around the world and has caused the death of more than 1.06 million. In a move that would allow other drug makers to develop shots using the company's technology, Moderna is not asserting its intellectual property rights for its vaccine technology and is willing to license the technology beyond its experimental coronavirus vaccine after the pandemic. The company is among the top in the US race for a vaccine. Moderna has received over $1 billion in government funding to develop and produce its candidate and another $1.5 billion to supply it to the American public. In other news from America, the President Donald Trump said that he will not participate in a debate with Democrat Joe Biden under a new virtual debate format announced by the Debates Commission. In an interview with Fox Business Network, Trump said, and I quote, I'm not going to do a virtual debate, unquote. The president, who recently tested positive, has been widely criticized for flouting basic COVID rules for his theatrics, which included leaving the hospital and endangering his staff while under treatment just to wave to his supporters. He also left the hospital after three days of treatment while he was still in a contagious stage of the disease. The European Commission has sealed a supply deal with Johnson & Johnson for the supply of its potential COVID-19 vaccine for up to 400 million people. This is the third advanced purchase contract signed by the EU with the makers of the COVID-19 vaccines after deals with AstraZeneca and Sanofi. Japan has reported a sharp rise in suicides among women during the pandemic. The number of men and women who took their own lives in August rose by 251 from the same month last year to 1,854. The figure rose by 5% among men but by 40% among women. The country's health ministry said that 40 women below the age of 20 had killed themselves. Some experts said that the trend could be attributed to the delayed effects of Japan's state of emergency where people were advised to avoid non-essential trips outside home. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.